Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. You are thanking me for. And just while you're seated, I'm not going to ask us or trouble us to stand up. I just want you to sleep one hand up if you can. And just close your eyes and tell God sincerely, thank you. Thank you. I want you to think of reasons why you are thankful today. I know there's been a lot of dancing and celebration and sometimes we can get so lost in the noise and all of that. I want you from your lips to open up your mouth and say, this is why I give thanks today. This is why I thank you. I could have been dead. Left to the devil, you won't be here. Left to the gates of hell they will have crushed the living daylights out of you and i but we are here today breath in our nostrils we have life we may not be where we want to be but we are not where we used to be because god has been faithful i want you to lift your hand and say father thank you thank you thank you Thank you, thank you. From the depths of my heart, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for preservation. I'm grateful for protection. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for provision. I'm grateful, Lord, for everything that you have done. Everything that you've done. Ah, that song says, I will not be silent. I will always worship. And as long as I have breath, as long as there is oxygen in these lungs of mine, I will always worship. I will always worship. It's my responsibility to worship. It is the response that I am able to give God. It is the response that I'm able to give God. Come on, come on, come on. I'm going to give you some more seconds to open up your mouth and give him the loudest, best praise that you've got and say thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. In my sleep, I didn't pass out. In my sleep, I didn't die. You kept me. You kept me. You kept me. And as long as I'm breathing, I will always worship. I will always worship. I commit to worshiping you all the days of my life. And I will not be silent I will always worship you and as long as I am breathing Jesus I will always I will not be silent. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 
no, no, no. I will, Jesus. It's the only thing I can give back. You see, if I brought money, God cannot take it. If I brought clothes, he cannot take it. But as long as I am breathing, I don't have an oxygen tank, but I am breathing. As long as CO2 is coming from my nostrils, I will, I will, I will. Somebody lift your hand today. Lord, I will not be silent. Never. The enemy may try to silence me. He may try to put a dark cloud over my life. But I will always worship. I make up my mind. I make a commitment. As long as I am breathing. Hallelujah. Say the hallelujah. The hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here is my worship today. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Jesus. So receive my worship this very moment, Jesus. All of my worship. One more time, open up your mouth. Here is my worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles, I need you to open to Genesis chapter 41 and verse 14 this very moment. And if you don't have a Bible, I'm sure that they are going to be projecting it on the screen. Genesis chapter 41 and verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. This week, they are going to call for somebody. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It says, then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. The matter could not wait. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, promoted by purpose. Uh, I'm sure that you're not saying that rightly. I'm sure that you're just looking at your neighbor and just smiling and considering the text and the English. But I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this October and beyond, I'm going to be promoted by purpose. You, you, know, you know, the Lord gave me this word and I thought, oh, wait a minute. I was almost arguing with the Holy Spirit. That English is not right. It should be promoted on purpose. And he said, no, it's promoted by purpose. Okay, I said, God, I'm, I'm not going to hug you, okay? Um, if you say it's promoted by purpose, then it's promoted by purpose. Amen? And um, let's look at a few scriptures. Let's look at Psalm 3, verse 3, and then I'm just going to talk about a few things, and we're just going to move on. Psalm 3, verse 3. I want us to read together what that psalm says. Are we ready? One, two, go. 
But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. I want us to read it one more time. Go. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Psalm 113 from verse 1 to 9. We're going to read this also together. Paul said, till I come, give attendance to reading. Psalm 113. Are we ready? From verse 1 and go. Praise ye the Lord. Praise all ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto our God who dwelleth on high who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth he raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted the needy out of the dungy verse 8 that he may set him with princes even with the princes of his people in verse 9 he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, now, now the psalmist who wrote this psalm actually got it from someone else. So I, the, 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 the English always says uh, it's better to hear from the horse's mouth. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 2 and from verse 8 to 9 we will find... Uh, this same text being repeated in this same text by a woman called Hannah. And I probably will get into our story. It says, one to go, he raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among the princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. Verse 9. Keep the feet of the saints. And the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. And Lord, in the few minutes that we have, we ask that you breathe upon your word. And you will open our eyes that we may see. And that you will speak to our ears and speak to our spirits. And that we'll live here transformed indeed by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. This October has been declared the month of our supernatural lifting. And I thought that that is important that is very, very important. And Psalm 3 verse 3 that we read is our anchor scripture for this month where it says, For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are my glory. And what? The lifter up of my head. And, and as I began to ponder and as I began to prepare and prayerfully, you know, prepare for this, you know, I, I began to ask myself, what is it about 
this month that makes it different? What makes the 10th month special? Considering the fact that this is also the month where the church becomes 10. And I began to ask myself in spirit, you see, you, you've got to take note of things in the spirit because if you don't, things will pass you by. And I began to ask myself questions and ask myself questions that what is it with the month? What is it with the 10th month? It's also the time that the church is in our 10th year. And um, Bible scholars actually tell us that the number 10, every number in the Bible has a significance. In, in the Bible, Bible scholars tell us that the number 10 actually signifies power and authority. It's no wonder, it's no coincidence that we have the Regina Power Conference coming up and you don't want to miss that. But, but that the number 10 signifies power and authority when God was going to break the back of Egypt and the oppression of Egypt God didn't send five plagues he sent ten and trust me after the first plague everybody knew who was boss but God had to send ten amen what is it about the number ten because if I understand it in the spirit then I can prepare for it then God can do what he is set to do in my life. Hallelujah. It occurred to me that when God was going to hand over the commandments, he gave them many laws, but he handed over 10 commandments to Moses. By the way, Steve Jobs was just a copycat because the first person that ever wrote on the iPad was actually God. It was endorsed and signed. In fact, the one that God did actually were two tablets in one. They haven't gotten that technology yet in Apple. And um, it was quite unfortunate that out of anger, Moses, you know, broke that and God was like, I'm not going to make manufacture another one. You go right by yourself. Amen. But here goes the fact that God gave Israel 10 commandments. I could go on and on and on. There were 10 lepers who were cleansed and only one came back. I could go on and on and on. And then it occurred to me that God spoke to the children of Israel and he said to them, the 10th is mine. He said, take note of the 10th. Don't touch it because it's mine because it's mine it says i take ownership and have vested interest in the tent it says separate it unto me and as i began to you know ponder deeply on this it occurred to me that there are some things that god wants to do in your life and in my life in this 10th month and god says in this 10th month i want to separate you unto myself i want to deal with you in a way that you have not known before only if you believe me for it only if you believe me for it and uh, i wrote something down here that god wants to do some things in your life that only him should take credit for when god has vested interest in a thing it's only him that should take credit for it hallelujah 
We're talking about supernatural lifting. And it's important for us to understand that God wants to do some things in your life. And it is only God that must take credit for it. You and God cannot be sharing credit in this October. Amen? There are certain things that will not come by your effort this October that can only come by God. Talking about supernatural lifting and for us to understand this word a bit deeper, something occurred to me. Anybody ever heard about the law of gravity? Anybody? Everybody. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry should hear about the law of gravity, right? Simply put, it says, what goes up must... Right? Isaac Newton, right? You remember? Good old physics, right? And um, scientists tell us that inside the Earth's core, there's a systemic force that actually pulls everything towards itself, away from the heavens. So, if I take a pen or I take this tambourine and I throw it up, inside of the earth's core is something that pulls it away from the heavens and towards the earth. Right? If I jump up, it doesn't matter my size, my age, it doesn't matter whether I speak in tongues, it doesn't matter whether I pray or fast or I drive a Bentley or a beggar disbands. Whatever it is I have, I, by nature, should obey the law of gravity. Right? Everyone. Everyone should. I want to say something here very quickly, and I'm just trying to do this as quickly as the Holy Spirit will permit me. Do you know that the world has a system we call Babylon. That system is a system of the world and it has one sole aim. Babylon's aim is to draw you to herself. I don't have, this, I don't have the time to quote all the scriptures from Revelations and all of that, but Babylon has only one aim. Like gravity, it is to draw you to herself and to keep you away from God and from his purpose in your life. Babylon shows up in our career, shows up in our business, it shows up in the things that we value apart from God. The things that take our attention from God succeed like gravity and some of us we have relocated from wherever, Nigeria, Trinidad, Tobago, UK, US, wherever. But you have found out that the system of the world is the same. The color of those manipulating the system may change, but there is still a system. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we were in Nigeria, we thought that this was the heaven that God promised. Amen? But how many of you know that after getting here, you realize that amen, heaven is still very far from here. Amen? Praise the Lord. What am I trying to say? That there is a system set up on the earth that draws you away from God and its purpose. 
So when God starts to talk about supernatural lifting, there is a reason for it. I'd like to tell you a quick story about a guy called Daniel Benoli. Initially, I thought it was the Wright brothers, but on a little bit of research and study, I discovered that Daniel Benoli discovered another law. It's called the law of lift or the principle of lift. In other words, Benoli found out there is a way to beat gravity. And simply put, the principle of the lift says that in order to break the hold of gravity on any object, you've got to apply an external force that will push or lift the object upward and forward. Amen? That's where the principle of the airplane comes from. If I say how many people have entered, I mean, you are here. The fact that you are here and you are like me, it means that you didn't trek to this place. Amen. You entered something. Amen. And it brought you here. Amen. Praise God. So you have experienced what it is to be in a lifted position. You've experienced what it is because when you get to certain altitudes, what mattered while you were on the earth suddenly becomes infinitesimal. The things that you struggled for while you were on ground suddenly looks like nothing. The law of the lift. The principle of the lift. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9. Um, that scripture, I'd like us to look at it in the Message Bible very quickly. And I love the way Hannah puts this. Well, the Message Bible helps Hannah to put this. It says he protectively cares for his faithful friends. Step by step, he leaves the wicked to stumble in the dark. And I'm not going to go there. But he says no one makes it in this life by sheer muscle. My God, when I saw that, I realized. So when God says I need supernatural lifting, God is not joking. See that thing we say eh? about hustling. Eh, you hustle. Eh? Hustle. You know what I'm talking about. Your hustle cannot bring the kind of success that God is talking about. I'll show us another scripture. John chapter 3 verse 27. Very quickly. If you have the message Bible of that, I'd like us to look at it together. John chapter 3 and verse 27. John answered, it's not, it's not possible for a person to succeed. Now, I'm talking about eternal success without what? Heaven's help. It's not possible, sir. He said, but, but we've seen success because the way you measure success is not the way God measures success. The parameters of God for success are different. Uh, what we think is success uh, in the eyes of God is nothing. I remember when Reverend Oix was here and she talked about God weighing us in the balance. When you see men who are thick and they have one pack, amen, 
while some other people have six pack and you think that they are okay but in the spirit when they are weighed said that are weighed in the balance and you are found wanting in other words when we are talking about supernatural lifting I'm here to let you know that your God-ordained lifting cannot happen in the natural. It is the power of God in operation to grant you results that can never come by your own efforts. If your efforts can make you achieve it, then it's not supernatural lifting. Amen? So God saw Noah and asked Noah, he never went to school of marine life and oceanography, never studied carpentry. God says, build me an ark and all the animals, every species of animal is going to be inside of it. And I'm asking myself, how did this guy do it? You see, that's, that's what I call per second obedience. Because for every nail, Every nail, sir, every nail that went into the ark, he had to listen to the creator of the universe to tell him where to put every inch of nail. Somebody says, when you can handle your vision, then it is not a vision, it's an ambition. If your vision is small enough for you to handle, it's just an ambition. You don't need supernatural lifting. You can just thank God, share the grace, wave to some of us, and go home. But if you know you need God's help, that the thing that you are looking at is bigger than you, you cannot achieve it by yourself, then God says, this month is for you. This month is for you. Very quickly, and I'm going to be done in the next few minutes. Why is it? that I need supernatural lifting. Why is God so specific? What is it about supernatural lifting that God wants me to consider so bad that if I don't have it, it's as if my life is not complete? What is it about supernatural lifting? Very quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. I want us to read that in the message Bible, and I'm going to be done in the next few minutes. He says he puts poor people. Hold on. We've been talking about these two scriptures and we've been comparing them. Left to Babylon, the poor will remain. Do you understand what I'm saying? The system of Babylon is designed such that by the time the poor finish paying mortgage and taxes, and other credit card matters, the poor will still remain poor. Now, it's not that the poor will not have $1,000 or a few thousands of dollars, but according to heaven, it is poverty. He says he puts poor people, but God doesn't want that. He says he puts poor people on their feet again. He rekindles burnt out lives. I hear people say, I'm burnt out. This is the solution. It says, God rekindles burnt out lives with fresh hope, restoring dignity and respect to their lives. A place in the sun 
for the very structures of the heart. Now, look at this. Look at this very quickly because I'm going to round up very soon. Look at this very quickly. It says, for the very structures of the earth are God's. He has laid out his operations on a firm foundation. So, God has operations that he has laid out. The Bible says he lays them out where? On a firm foundation. Listen. The same way Babylon seeks to control, God has an agenda to operate on the earth. I put it this way, that the operation of God, God's operations require operatives to advance his kingdom plan and purpose here on earth. In other words, every operation that God has requires an operative. Where, where am I going with all of this? Is that God does not lift you for lifting's sake. God does not bless you for blessing's sake. God has a plan and an agenda that is bigger than your needs. And until you key in to the higher purpose of God, the higher calling of God, there are certain things that you will not enter into. Romans 8, 28, it says, All things work together for who? For good. To them that what? And are the called. The called. The called. So God's priority is those who love him and who he has called. Those are the ones that all things will work together for good for. Because God has an agenda. The problem is, am I keying into the agenda of God on the earth? If all I am doing is this thing they call rat race, it doesn't matter which geographical location I belong to. And I am not fulfilling the purpose of God in the things that I am doing. Then I'm missing out. Because supernatural lifting, it seems to me, will only come for those who understand the higher calling of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Genesis, and I don't have time because I'm going to be rounding up very soon, an immigrant became a decision maker. We read a story in Genesis 41 verse 14 where actually from before he was in, in a pit and I don't have the time to talk about that. And then from the pit he moved to where? Potiphar's house. From Potiphar's house he moved to where? The prison. And from the prison they sent for him. When God's hand is on you for supernatural lifting, they will send for you. It doesn't matter where you are. Your phone will ring but don't forget that there was a purpose that God needed Joseph to fulfill and this is where I'm going God needed a position God needed to position Joseph an immigrant in the corridors of power in Egypt so he gave Pharaoh a problem that only Joseph could solve so Pharaoh had a problem only Joseph could solve it. 
because God needed to position his man. We were talking about that in Sunday school today. God needed to position his man in corridors of power. So, the problem is not that God is not going to lift you up. God will lift you up. But are you fulfilling a kingdom mandate? That's the question. Why did God do this? Because Israel, the nation of promise, had to come out of Egypt. And Egypt's resources had to be used to build the tabernacle. Their construction and architectural knowledge will pay off in designing a tabernacle system of worship to God. God needed them to understand Egyptian architecture so that when it was time to build a tabernacle and a temple unto God, that which they have been through becomes a tool for where they are going to. I'll say that again. That which Israel had been through became a tool that God could use for where Israel was going to. Amen. Praise the Lord. And my last slide and I'm done. And we're going to pray. It's simple. What kingdom purpose is your promotion and your lifting tied to? Thank God for all the great testimonies. Thank God for what God is doing in your life. Thank God for what God will do in your life. But brother and sister, child of God, are you really fulfilling a higher purpose in that place you are? Because if you are not, it calls for reflection. The problem is never with supernatural lifting because God's supernatural lifting is sure. But my own prayer, which we're going to pray about today, is Lord, help me to use that lifting to carry out your mission on the earth. The woman who wrote that place that we read from 1st Samuel, Hannah, she had been praying for a child forever. I mean, she prayed. We know the story. But you see, God needed a prophet in Israel. She was praying for a son. But God needed a prophet. Their paths didn't cross, even though she was praying to the same God who needed a prophet. Until one day, something's changed something changed for her she said god if you give me a son i will give him back to you that was it that was the key that heaven was looking for that was the key that heaven was looking for and the moment she said that signed sealed and delivered instantly we know the miracles that god used samuel to rot upon the land. The Bible says that none of his words fell to the ground because somebody's need on the earth met with God's kingdom agenda. Some of us are going to pray for supernatural lifting, but what kingdom agenda are you meeting? That's the question. What kingdom agenda are you meeting? Can I ask us to rise up on our feet this morning? Can I ask us to pray and say, Lord, help me to fulfill your purpose here on earth. Wherever you are, child of God, whatever you do, child of God, God has a purpose for you there. Are you fulfilling that heaven's mandate? Are you fulfilling heaven's purpose? Because if you are not, you have not started if you are not, you have not started. 
if it is Babylon that you are still serving, you haven't started. It's time for reflection. I need us to just lift up our hands and say, God, help me. Help me. That song says, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you. I surrender all. I want us to just pray and say, Lord, help me. I want to surrender everything that I have to you, Jesus, so that I can fulfill kingdom mandate as you supernaturally lift me this October and beyond. In the name of Jesus. Everything I give to you, I surrender all to you. I surrender all. Everything I give. One more time, I surrender all. Jesus, we were here just surrendering our hearts, surrendering our lives, everything that we have. Lord, our work, our career, our gifts, our talents, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing, Jesus. Withholding nothing. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.